And we're live. Happy Friday, everyone. It is the second to the last Friday in April. How did that happen? We're going to be I in know. May, right? Excuse me while I'm Why? turning off my phone while I act completely not professional. There we go. Got it. That's better. Good week, ma'am. You know, it's it's pretty good week. I um let's see. Can you hear me okay? Completely. Everything okay? Yep. Okay. All good. Yeah, um, everything's good. I finished some art projects last week, and uh, it feels good around here to be branching out. Just uh, still with masks. Uh, a bunch of us from that were giving some of the first injections of the county at um, through public health in this big hotel in January. We got our picture taken for the uh, newspaper yesterday. So that was that was fun. That was fun. Yes. So yeah. everything's good. And you and I are going to be at a humor conference. Next week. Talking yeah. about, I, I'm, I won't be uh, talking with you. There's my kitty cat in the background. Um, but uh, Jill Price who works for the National Institute of Health, right? Or is it Johns Hopkins? I can't remember. Yeah, One of the biggies. Yeah, so you're going to be speaking with her on humor and uh, Deb grief. Price. Yeah, Deb Price. And, and I'm yeah. Deb Price. And I'm, I, I, well, I should let you talk and then I'll go into my other spiel. How was your week? You had your Greta... We had to put Greta. my mom's Greta to sleep this week. Yeah, Greta, Aww. for those who don't know, was 14 years old and was the runningest away husky you've ever seen. And was not supposed to be the dog of a very senior lady. But when I found her on the freeway in the fast lane, um, on the way back from Vegas, she decided she should be in our car rather than the fast lane, which was a really good choice. And I was taking her to a rescue and my mom met her and said, no, no, this is Greta. She's staying. And uh, mm -hmm. Greta stayed. So she ended up very sick last week. We thought we bought her some time. And then she suddenly crashed down this week and had a very kind vet come to the house and sat on the floor and sent her over the rainbow bridge with my mom holding her paw and the, one of the kids holding her. And when you have to say goodbye to a pet, you should be able to do it in the family because they're a member of the family. So she's got a really big hole in her house and in her heart right now because Greta was her very best friend. Yeah. You know, it's as people age out, when I say age out, as people age and their pets age, it's, it's a huge hole in your heart. Yeah. And yeah. I, it's the joy of having someone like that. Mom. Yeah, it, it's the joy of having someone that you get to spend their whole life with. But their life expectancy doesn't match yours. So I'll, I will let her know that she's she's had some kind comments from people. And uh, she just misses her girl. So we're, we're taking ours over today to go visit, but not to stay because she's we, when someone dies, you don't replace them. You you can no. enjoy others, but you don't replace yeah. Right. Right. How about your week? 
Um, like I said, it's 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 been good so far. Some teeth work, some some yoga work, some artwork. I did a little bit of uh, some paintings that just just helped me express myself and my inner feelings. Mm -hmm. And uh, getting ready to write some chicken soup for the soul uh, stories. Nice. So that's my next thing. Nice. Um, I need to ask a, te a technical question. Am I coming out garbled at all on your end? I'm hearing a little bit of feedback, but uh -huh. no, otherwise you're coming across fine. Okay. As I get further away from the microphone, I think that works better. It's getting less feedbacky. Yes, it's all gone. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. You know, I spent last night on a radio show for ABC, NBC, the one with the peacock. Yes. And with a guy named Father John, who is not Roman Catholic. He's the other Catholic. And he had his wife there at the studio. And he does a show that's pretty incredible. So, um... I'm going to see if we can drag him on to here on a Friday. He's not doing a funeral because he says he's been a little busy. But he's just one of those people who just wants people to walk into their own light. And we had a great chat. Turns out we knew each other from the beginning of the AIDS epidemic long, long ago. We were in the AIDS crisis in the shelters together. So we go back longer than a lot of our listeners um, have been on this planet probably. But he, I remembered him because... He used to be the one who'd come to the shelter and wash the feet of our clients there. And he was probably the first one other than us who had touched them without gloves in months and just yeah. was one of the kindest guys you'd ever met. So it was nice to reconnect. Um, I, I think I put the link on here, but it was a good show, but he has a lot of good ones and he's, um, we're going to talk about books today. He's got a book out that I should have the name of, but I don't cause it's Friday morning. Um, oh, Marsha, thank you. She saw it. Yeah, it was, um, it was, he's a good guy. And uh, I think we should have him on and chat with him. I think we would all get along famously. I would love it. I would love it. Um, Jill, I'm getting a little bit of feedback on your side. So if you can sit back about from that? the microphone, that might help too. Is that helping? Did that help? Yeah. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I'm sorry, folks. Technical difficulties when we both are not able to mic up and and uh, use all of the equipment. It gives feedback, but sometimes computers do not cooperate. No, I was in the middle of teaching a class in Michigan this week, and all of us halfway through the mic quit working, and I had to unplug and reset. Unfortunately, I did it in a hurry, but you just never know, right? You know, isn't that just like life, right? Like. It's you just don't know. Sometimes Kathy Westgate says hi. Right? Who says hi? Kathy Westgate says hi. No questions, oh. just hi. Oh, hi, Kathy. Yep. Um, so just like life, right? You know, right. you can make all right. the best plan. And what do they say? God laughs. Right? And right. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> what, what, what made you think you could decide what was going to happen? Not yours. And and speaking of laugh, I this isn't uh, just because we're going into the humor conference. I want to talk about some books. A couple are from people from our conference, 
and um, one was a guest. So I, I just want to take a, you know, maybe 10 minutes max to talk about these books. I'll put the titles up. Um, sure put them up. Ooh, feedback. Okay. This, this is called The Courage to Laugh. And it's by Alan Klein. Yeah, he's cool. This, he was on our show, and this book was really one of the first books that got me into um, thinking differently about how grief can be handled with humor and grace. So I really encourage you to get the courage to laugh. Like I said, it has some stories, some personal stories by Alan. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm just reaching behind me to get all these books. She's oh. making the the background <laughs> naked, folks. Watch her. It's Friday. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, and let's do another helpful magazine. It's called Grief Digest. And both, both, um, I'm sneaking around the book. Both uh, Jill and I, you've written for this before, right, Jill? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So I would suggest you can get it online or in paper copy, looking up Grief Digest. It's from the Centering Corporation, and that's that's what's important. So there are bookstores that specializes in grief. Right. Uh, Jill's partner in crime and presentation will be uh, someone by the name of Jill Price. Oh, not Jill Price. Sorry. Deborah <laughs> Price. Or Deb Price, as I know her. And she's written this simple little book called Love's Last Act. And it's planning a peaceful death with no regrets. So I highly recommend just to get a feel of, uh, well, what would you like your funeral to be, right? I've actually already got some of my music. I have to go through it again. But what a cool thing. It's like get your affairs in order. Not have an affair, but get your affairs in order, okay? <laughs> um, Jill meaning this Jill has written a book called someone is sick and there you go. And it really helps about talking and approaching uh, death with children because probably I am the way I am because in our family, everybody was death phobic. Don't talk about it. You'll bring it on. Someone will die if you talk about death. And I'm like, I was totally unprepared. I was shipped away in the early years. The first funeral I went to was my dad's. That's crazy. And that's where all the Jewish came, traditions came in. You should um, wear, put black drapes over the mirrors. I'm like, what the heck is happening? We never did this before. So <laughs> anyway, it made me the woman I am today. So if you can, this is another good book. Someone is sick. Um, another children's book 
I'm tooting my own horn. I'm very non-religious, non uh, therapeutic, and it explains even emotionally that it's okay to have happy and sad feelings after someone died. So this is called Grandma D's Bubbles. And I wrote this one. Uh, Caitlin Yates illustrated it. Yes, that's me. And you know what the best thing about having an illustrator is? I said two requirements, no double chin and no hair on my legs. So there you, there go. you go. There you go. Um, another book by Jill is this, Your Own Path Through Grief, a workbook for your journey to recovery. So this is also very helpful. But wait, I want to mention just a couple other books. Um, one is by another AATH certified humor professional called uh, Navigating Grief with Humor. And um, Dr. Melissa uh, Moore is a professor of psychology at the University of Northwestern in St. Paul. And she writes about how she got through, which will lead into your book, with um, her husband dying. He had a brain tumor. And uh, so she wrote this, and she includes a lot of times they were laughing as a family, even afterwards. Time to laugh and time to cry which leads into your book that is right behind you, The Rebellious Widow. And so that would be another book to think about adding to your personal library. But I can't go anywhere without mentioning these two books. Let's see. Ah, the first one is All My Friends Are Dead. And... She's laughing because um, they talk about like one part is uh, this guy's on a computer and it says, I have 3,284 friends. I just never met any of them face to face. And so it talks about, you know, who you consider a friend and it's a sad book and it's a funny book. And I'll just show you the back cover is howdy, you know. And lastly, in dog years, I'm dead. So <laughs> if you feel like it's, um, they share laughter with friends is one of the best ways to live until you die. So this is another one. And I just wanted to take, like I said, a few minutes to talk about, ah, you know, what could you add to your library? What could lift you out of grief for just a moment? What can refocus? And contrary to popular opinion, I really don't. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. I do not read a book from the beginning, first page to the end. Lots of times I flip open and see what it says to me today. It's a way of 
allowing what I call the universe or spirit or whatever to speak to me for the moment. What do I need? So there you go. I, I hope they bring you some moment of peace that can just um, allow you to grieve, but in your grief, take a breath. So there you go. I'm adding done another with one. That? Oh, good. Good. I need a lot of feedback. Let's maybe sit back a bit. Yeah. There you go. So this is Superhero Grief by Jill Harrington. And she is a university professor. And it's a, it's for grief professionals. It's being used in grad school. It's a whole series of basically essays that are well-researched, well-resourced, um, but looking at the theories of grief and applying them to a superhero. And um, it's, it's a really excellent book. And if you are someone who does grief or wants to have some more handles on the theoretical basis for doing grief work, that would be one to look at. It's going to be used in grad schools across the country is my guess. It's basically an anthology and it's, it's the first one of 20 I'm understanding. So yeah, there's a lot to learn about grief and there's a lot of ways to do it. And humor is one of the best ways to, to keep things going and to not feel like you're sinking into it. And it's also a good way to be able to talk about it with other people so that they don't feel afraid to talk about it because exactly. there's this thing of, if we talk about grief, I'm going to be sad. Instead, if, if we talk about grief, we could talk about growth and we could talk about how I want to change things and what I want to do differently with my life and what I want to remember about someone and how do I remember what made them laugh so I can use that to make other people laugh. How do I do that? Which is how I think grief should be done. You know, um, as an example, we do talk about life and death, but as it gets closer, it may become a little more scary. Let me give one example. Here in the Midwest, with all our flowers blooming, the snow came and there were freezes. Yep. So people yeah. were excited. We said, did your tulips die? No, they lived. It's almost like she lives, you know, Mother right. Earth survived right. it. And I laugh because there are ways that we do talk about uh, humor and and grief. Uh, I just put on a, a cartoon that says, never get into uh, a pillow fight with death, with the Grim Reaper. Why? Because there would be... Serious repercussions. Oh, I'm screwing oh up. Oh my gosh, joke. you messed up. Oh, the joke. I did. What is it? Do you know? I do, do you know not what know. It is? I have a thousand of those, but I'll bet Paul might because oh. Paul's really good with that stuff. I I can look this up. Hey, oh, Mom, okay. You keep talking. I'm going to look up. I screwed up the joke. Boy, boy. So, just in terms of who's watching with us and who watches us later. Think about how you talk about grief and when you're with someone who is grieving or you're grieving and think about how the what moments seem to work best in terms of when there was a little bit of conflict brewing or things were getting just a little too intense. 
and you needed that break, yeah, there are times when you want to just ugly cry. And I'm going to give you your ugly cry. Um, Paul's not so sure he can help. Well, well, Paul, next time we need a grief joke from you. Uh-oh. I apologize. That's our new dog. And he has a collapsing trachea. He's not dying. He just sounds awful. And he's had his cough medicine and his prednisone. And he'll stop in a minute. And I can't put him out because I'm home alone today. So he's hanging out with us. Um, his name is Doug, D-U-G, Doug. But when you are with someone who is in the dying process or you're at the funeral, the moments that get things, make things better and reconnect you to life instead of feeling all the loss is humor. It's what do you think about them that's going to remind you of them in a good way? Even at bad times, you know, my wife is a funeral director and she will come back sometimes from um, graveside services with some stories, not about the people, but about the situations. Um, one in particular that I won't share, but you can sort of imagine is uh, the dove releases and the butterfly releases that go so badly. Because if you don't defrost the butterfly soon enough, everyone opens their butterfly envelopes and they all fall to the ground and sit there. And, you know, birds at cemeteries, they know those envelopes. So it's like brunch has been served in front of everybody who has these butterflies in their hands. You have to defrost them just in time. And if you don't defrost, if you defrost them too early, then they fly around in their envelopes and they don't do well when they come back out. Hey, dude. So anyway, yeah. And, and I won't get started on the dub releases because, you know, there are cars and there are chicken hawks and, you know, there are things. But you can laugh about that afterward and lighten the mood. You just don't want to laugh while you're in the middle of it. Right? Right. 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 Um, joke rescue. Yes. I was right. I just, the emphasis is on the wrong syllable. Uh, uh, never challenge uh, death to a pillow fight unless you're prepared for the reaper cushion. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I got yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was so bad. You know, um, some funny remarks. I'll, I'll use my, my own mom. Uh, at my mom's funeral, I wanted to do things very differently than my dad's. Okay. And at my dad's funeral, it was very solemn. There was nothing. I was in shock. X, Y, Z. At mom's, in Hebrew, the number 18 means life. And so mom always used to send us $18 checks. First, I thought she was too cheap to send me a $20 one, but then she explained. So we had $18. So that's, she would always send us an 18 means high, high, which is uh, life. So I wanted 18 balloons. We get the 18 balloons to the uh, cemetery and it's a cold March day. So you'd think the balloons would go up. It's not really good for birds to do this, but this was many, 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 many years ago. The balloons went up and they immediately got stuck in the tree. And I don't know of one person that didn't say, that's Shirley. 
One, she wants to stick around to see what's happening. Two, she's stubborn and won't let go. Everybody was saying that. So we were laughing because things did not go right, but we made them funnier so that your heart can fly up. Right? right. You want, you want, a good death, a good death will always remember, teach you to remember to be even more part of life. You will see where they were. Maybe Aunt Mildred was a real bitchy woman, but it'll remind you to be a little more kind to others. Right? You see what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's what a good death will do. It'll remind you to drink more from life, not be so afraid if you have, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so uh, very uh, energetic or love to dance or love to create. That energy, when someone dies, which they've measured, right, that'll come back to you in the form of reminding you what you need to do in life. Does that make sense? Am I making and when, sense? when somebody dies, Deb, can you sit back a little? We're getting tons of feedback. Let's see if that'll work. Yeah, Archie likes that one. When when someone dies, if we can take the best parts of them and use that as part of how we then guide our lives and then share with people that that's where it came from, right? So your sense of humor is definitely mom's, right? And so you're living your mom's best qualities in the, the life and the world that you lead, which is really incredible. Uh -huh. And also... I'm not saying that all nice people die because some people, the Yiddish word is schmuck. So right. some people are jerks, right? And, and they die and as jerks. Like, they die, they lived a jerk being a jerk and they die a jerk. See, Jill and I are not beyond saying what's you really like happening. You, you die like you live. And so that also reminds you don't be like Sam. Don't be like that person. You know, look at, I'm even pointing my finger. <laughs> Don't be like them. Be better. <laughs> she says with a heavy Jewish accent. Because, you know, or be like the tulips in the snow. You yeah. might have felt frozen, yeah. but you can still thaw out. Yeah. Oh, I can't hear you, Jill. There you go. Maybe that works. No, I can't hear you. I know Jill is talking, but I can't see. I can't uh, hear her, which is, you know, some days are like that. Don't we all sort of talk and then we can't be heard? <laughs> no, still can't. It is like talking to dead people. <laughs> That's so wrong. Only I can see and read your lips. <laughs> oh, all right. So Jill's going to monitor the uh, what's underneath. Does anybody have any questions or want to share something? Please write it in the uh, chat box. and. You know, 
Jill and I are very forgiving of ourselves and others. So sometimes things work, sometimes things don't. And uh, what can we say? That's life. And, you know, I was just writing a recommendation for somebody. And I think one of the most beautiful thing I have seen around uh, people that have died that really touches me is when they live their life in integrity, that they can even show under pressure, hey, things don't always go the way we want. And how can we still keep integritous with what we're saying to all of you? Uh, that we still have humor, we right. still have our right. own grief. That is so important. And um, those are the kind of recommendations, like I said, I'm writing for somebody. And to have that kind of integrity. Oh, Jill, is your alarm going off? No. Oh, no. oh mine is. Oh, my gosh. Deb is exploding. Is and I can hear you now. Right. I'm taking this. <laughs> I can hear you now. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just laughing. Why that alarm went off when I've never said it and I never touch it. That's just odd. That's yeah. See there. Now I can hear you. Okay. So you say one by else? You want to wrap it up? One last thing before we go, I just want to send our best thoughts and wishes to everybody who is coping with the leftovers from the outcome of the trial this week. Um, it, it, it's, it's been hitting a lot of communities hard. And even though the verdict was what we, we were probably all hoping for, it's left a sense of loss that that didn't fix everything. And we still have social justice issues to face across the country. And we have more people hurting each other this week. And I would personally just like to, I, I can't fix it all, but we're thinking of you and um, we're going to do our part to try and be kinder to for everyone this, this next week. And we hope everyone else will join us in finding some humor for those who are hurting and um, holding up those who are hurting and where it, it hurts too much to laugh still. Right. And um, next week, Jill, are you speaking around the time that is uh, just after? Of, so just after. OK, yeah, great. Then you and I can both be on there. Right. And uh, our you're audio, stuck with me again. Yeah. And in spite of the audio problems today, I just want to say thank you to our listening audience, like Archie and uh, was his name Jonathan? No, we got Bob. Archie, Paul, and we had um, the ones we can see because we Kathy. can't see folks who are not here with us. Um, yeah, Kathy, Kathy and Marsha. Yep. And please remember so, to follow uh, us if you don't already. And you can always write information later. I know my friend Deborah Norwood does that a lot and several other people. So I'll repost it even with the uh, audio difficulties. All We're right. going to get it fixed next time, guys. See you. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye.